Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Well, I am speaking to you at a very special time. We are jumping into a uh, live broadcast unscheduled because I did want to give you all the news that has been happening here in Israel over the weekend. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. I'm Tamar Yona. And as you all know, if you've been keeping your finger on the pulse, Israel has been in a mini war with uh, the terrorists in Gaza. And there has been a lot of uh, targeted killings of terrorist leaders uh, by Israel. And there has been over, I believe, 1,100 rockets and missiles targeting Israeli population centers aiming for schools, for homes of people, for civilians, to try to kill as many people as possible. And as a Jew, we know, and if you're a religious person, I would imagine it would be the same in your religion, that when you see a miracle happen, you are supposed to uh, admit that. And you're supposed to tell people we have seen God do a miracle. And I am here to lefarsem or to advertise or to, um, praise and to put out that miracle and acknowledge that miracle that 1100 or so rockets and missiles aimed at Tel Aviv, Batyam, which is a suburb of Tel Aviv, a, a, a city uh, south of Tel Aviv, other places near the uh, Jerusalem as well, and of course Ashkelon, Ashdod, and Beersheba, and the commu- the Jewish communities surrounding the border with Gaza and the terrorists there, all have been targeted, and not one death. Not one building collapse here in Israel. This is a miracle. 1,100. Try to count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, All of those missiles and rockets aiming to kill and destroy as much as possible to put a feather in the cap of the Islamic Jihad and the terrorists there in Gaza. And not one building collapse, not one death here in Israel. If that is not a miracle, I don't know what is. The fact that it also happened on the Tisha B'Av holiday, Tisha B'Av being the Israeli or the Jewish people's Nakba, as the Arabs like to used for their own, which means a catastrophe, a catastrophe for the Jewish people, the most unlucky, the most saddest day of the year, the the time when terrible things tend to fall upon the Jewish people, the loss of our first temple, the loss of our second temple, uh, the Inquisition starting, World War I, which led to the, eventually to the Holocaust happening. 
So many terrible things hitting the Jews. And on a day like this, when we are number one, Tisha B'Av, this day that we usually fast on, which is the ninth of the Hebrew month of Av, we fast on that day. And we did not fast on that day. They say that in the times of the Mashiach, the times of the Messianic era, we will be feasting on the holiday of Tisha B'Av, not fasting, because that sad day will turn into a Moed. It is a Moed, which is a festival. And it will be celebrated from then on as a festival. And we will feast on that day. And it happens that the ninth of Av, the Tisha B'Av fell on the Shabbat, on the Sabbath. And we do not fast on the Sabbath. And so we actually feasted this year on the Tisha B'Av holiday, just like they said it would be in Messianic times. And we pushed the fast off until the following day, the 10th of Av, which was on Sunday, Saturday night and Sunday, which was when we got also a the brunt of the barrage of missiles and rockets on us as well. And Hashem, God, seemed to have an umbrella of love over the land of Israel, protecting his children, B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, from the enemies that wanted to destroy us. This is a Galui miracle. This is a revealed miracle that if people don't see it, they are blind. And or narcissist, uh, they're a narcissist and they think, and an egoist, and they think that everything was luck and, and because of the brilliant uh, Israeli military. I served in the military here. And while we do have a very talented and blessed army. We have a lot of, uh, <laughs> I served in it, okay? We have a lot of things that are, could be improved. Let me put it that way. There's no way that we can attribute what we saw happened over the weekend to Israel's military might or brains. 1,100 Missiles and rockets raining down on population centers, not one building down and not one death. Thank you, God. Now, for anybody who wants to have a background of how did this all start, let me just read you some of the things that are going on on WhatsApp groups because that's from the people. And people are giving, uh, putting out news items as well. So I want to read this one. I don't remember where I got this from. So apologies if I am not able to credit the person. But uh, the Tisha B'Av war analysis, and they write here background. Israel captured a Palestinian Islamic Jihad or a PIJ, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, PIJ, commander in the Shamron in the Sumerian region of Jenin. That's an Arab city in uh, the Judean Samaria, which some people refer to as the West Bank, which is incorrect, but uh, that happened in the Sumerian region. Following that capture, the PIJ had been threatening Israel with attacks such that Israel closed roads and activities in the towns. These are Jewish towns, by the way, surrounding the Gaza Strip. So basically, Jews were on a semi-lockdown because of the threats of the 
Islamic Jihad, the PIJ. After several days of keeping the area shut down, this is several days Israelis were pretty much had to be near safe rooms all the time. Roads were closed. Uh, it was not a nice situation. Israel began targeted strikes on PIJ leadership in Gaza, as well as direct attacks on Gazan border observation posts. And by the way, there is going there are going to be news reports that you're going to see that says that Israel targeted children, that Israel killed children in Gaza. This is a lie, another lie yet from the terrorists in Gaza, because Israel has proof that at least uh, I think over a hundred or more of the missiles that they uh, launched against Israel fell short into Gaza itself. It never left Gaza. They fell short in Gaza and they killed their own citizens. But that doesn't matter because they're martyrs now. That's what, the, that, that's what they're probably telling the families of the kids that were killed and other people who were killed that were not terrorists. They'll blame it on Israel. It was not Israel. Israel does precise uh, pr- uh, precision. Is that how you say it? Targeted uh, attacks on the terrorists. And we do not aim for children. In fact, if a child is anywhere in the area, most likely Israel will hold back, even though we have a clear shot at eliminating an evil uh, terrorist that is killing innocent people. Attacks. Israel struck uh, PIJ commanders' homes and offices in Gaza, as well as rocket launching sites and rocket teams. The PIJ has fired rockets at Israeli civilian towns and cities, including Sderot, Ashkelon, Ashdod, Rishon, Lutzion, Tel Aviv, and Modi'in, including hitting the important Israeli military target, Strauss Food Factory in Ashkelon. Analysis. This battle is breaking several historical patterns. Israel struck first. Usually we always get uh, wait to get struck and our face slapped first, but we struck first here. That is not usual for us to do. And Israel is targeting only Palestinian Islamic jihad sites and people, and only PIJ is firing at Israel. Hamas did not engage Rockets have, for the most part, been exclusively fired short range at Israel. And there were rounds, although at Modi'in, Tel Aviv, and in the Jerusalem uh, hilly areas surrounding Jerusalem. Uh, I heard those uh, booms, by the way. Those were, um, how do you say the routine in English? They were, uh, in, um, my, my mind's getting jelly now. But we, we destroyed them in the air with the Iron Dome. Uh, the IDF has reported successfully taking out a number of PIJ commanders, and um, and that's a, that's about it. There's a lot more here, but I'm not going to go into that. What I do uh, want to do is go to some of the topics that we're going to be happy, ha- having here, and uh, let me just get to my notes, which I, we broke in for this live broadcast, and I'm not completely ready. So I'm going to pull them up for you now and have them in front of me. All right. So we're also going to be talking about uh, not just a revealed miracle, but we're, we're going to be talking about the story behind the story. Also the Ukraine, the EU, European Union, and Taiwan, Al Qaeda. And why is this recession different 
from other recessions that we're seeing or that we've experienced in our lifetimes if you're old enough. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged. Every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. How did a nice Jewish girl from Delaware end up living in Israel? Shalom, I'm Natalie Sapinski. Join me on my show, Returning Home. Meet different people who have moved to Israel. Hear their personal stories, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Each week, we talk to experts on immigration and the process of moving to Israel. Listen to Returning Home every Thursday, only on Israel News Talk Radio. All right. Apologies on the last segment. I went over time and uh, what I said may have been cut off, but basically I was just saying that we are looking at a revealed miracle after 1100 or so rockets and missiles uh, were launched into Israel and not one death, not one building collapse. This was a revealed miracle, an umbrella of love from God over the land of Israel protecting his children. This is a miracle. And again, anybody who has not uh, understood that, has not seen that, open your eyes, because that is what we just experienced, a miracle on this Tisha B'Av holiday when bad things usually happen to us, and yet we we feasted on the holiday, and we saw a holiday of not bad luck or, or, or sadness, but of protection and love of God. If this is not the messianic era that we are experiencing, I don't know what is. All right. Our guest that we're going to be uh, talking to about the story behind the story, the Ukraine, the EU and Taiwan and Al Qaeda and why this recession is different from others. We have joining us, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. Well done on that synopsis. Um, I'd like to add a few, uh, a few minor points, if I may. Please do. Um, people need to understand the difference between the uh, uh, Islamic Jihad and Hamas. Hamas is an independent organization. It gets about 50% of its, um, well, about 50-60% of its uh, funding from Iran, but the rest of it gets from the drug trade and, and, and killing Americans and uh, from money laundering operations along the, uh, the southern border of the United States. Um, Palestinian Islamic Jihad is a direct uh, 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 subsidiary of the Iran Revolutionary Guard Corps. So this is a, how should I say it, a wholly owned subsidiary of, of Iran. They get their orders from Iran. They're not, only, they, they, they're not only entirely funded by Iran, but they are under the direct command 
of the commander of the Quds Force. So that's the first thing. There's a difference. That's one of the reasons why, as, as, as you said, Tamar, uh, 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 the IDF targeted Palestinian Islamic Jihad and spared Hamas. Hamas was not involved at all in this, in this little conflict. That Correct. Right. Now, <clears throat> what, what, what the IDF did here, essentially, was very similar to what uh, 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 the Biden administration just did in Afghanistan, with attempting to behead uh, the uh, Al-Qaeda, we need to understand a few things and, the com- and to compare the two of them. Um, uh, um, uh, 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 American Special Forces, and please don't misunderstand me, I'm uh, entirely uh, 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 in awe of their capability and, and uh, um, uh, 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 entirely congratulate them in every sense. Uh, they took out one person, a 71-year-old um, uh, man, uh, a monster of extraordinary proportions. Clearly, the, the world is a much better place without him. Um, this is a man who has been who has been responsible for the deaths of of thousands of people, many hundreds of Americans, um, and, and so it was entirely justified. But they took out only one person. In other words, they did not destroy the command structure. They took out only the the how should I put it head honcho or whatever the terminology might be. The, the person at the very at the very top of the organization, and he will be replaced momentarily. That's not the point. The point that he was taken out and taken out as he should have been, as he should have been twenty years ago, um, uh, um, uh, um, is marvelous, is excellent. What's horrible is that it was in downtown Kabul. In other words, the Taliban completely ignored all uh, agreements that they had made previously with the American government to not be a haven for uh, uh, terrorist organizations. <clears throat> and under the Taliban right now, both Al-Qaeda and uh, ISIS are flourishing. And so, uh, um, uh, and by the way, the weapon that the Americans use to take him out is a sort of strange weapon. It's very likely to be, a, 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 if it was put to a test, to be considered a, a, an illegal weapon, but we'll not go into that. It's basically a, 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 a um, uh, hellfire missile with swords. Basically, you made him into chop suey. I, I want to jump in here for a second, if I can, and say that some people in Israel are talking about how this uh, this taking out of the Islamic uh, jihad leadership here in Israel um, follows on the footsteps of Biden's visit here that perhaps Yair Lapid got permission from America that they could do it. And this, this is also because America just did the same thing previously. So it was a good time to be, to be able to do it, I guess, according to the, the present government. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, look how great the left is. You know, they're, they're really taking out um, these people. But again, usually the government of Israel likes to cooperate with the United States and have their green light before they do anything because there could be consequences afterwards. So that's one thing. So um, do you want to remark on that at all? I, I would find that highly doubtful. Why? I don't believe for a moment that they, that they felt that they needed permission. Even Yair Lapid is not that stupid. Really? You don't, you don't think so? You don't think that after his visit here, it was just, just no. by chance, after his visit here, all of a sudden we're doing this? Well, I won't say by chance, but it was not connected. 
Um, okay. You, 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 you uh, taking down that that fellow in 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 Janine. That's a question of of opportunity. You can't do that by timing. You cannot time something like that. If you find the guy, you take him out. You right. Grab him. Okay. So, it, but it wasn't immediate. But okay, you listen. Your guess is as good as uh, other people's. And I kind of like when I heard that, I said mm, that makes sense. You know, but uh, but maybe you're right. Who knows? Go ahead. No, you can't. It doesn't work that way. It, does, it, it, never, it never. It can never work that way. If it was one person, then you, then, then I would tell him to agree with you. Okay. So not when you're taking out the, the it's not agreeing with me. <laughs> I just the, heard it and I said mm, it makes it, it makes a lot of sense. It could have been, but go. It's that's fine. Go ahead. So okay. Um, uh, uh, the second thing um, uh, is that it, it's not just Tisha B'Av. It's actually more than that. The ninth of Av, uh, uh, during the time of during the time of Mashiach, the ninth of Messiah. Av until the fifteenth of Av is a holiday. So we need to understand that. That's Tuba of in Hebrew. Go ahead. And it's, by the way, it's like the original Valentine's Day. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, uh, it, it was, it's a day of, of, it's called the Love Day, the Day of Love. Okay, go ahead. No, it's just called the Love Day by people who are ignorant of Judaism. <laughs> it's a day when the girls would get dressed and they would dance. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it was a wholesome thing, not a lewd thing. It's a day, for instance, it's a day that's compared to Yom Kippur. That's the point of it. And it's a day when, uh, 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 while the emphasis on Yom Kippur is the uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, the forgiveness of sins, the emphasis on Tuba'ab, which is com- comparable to it, and by the way, 50 days distance from it, is... Uh, uh, on on bringing people close together, on on brotherhood of man, on people uh, uh, showing their respect for one another. It has nothing whatsoever to do with Valentine's Day or anything of the nature. Forgive me for using that that uh, comparison. I just try to make things simple for people to try to understand it as, as it's looked at today. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the Tisha B'Av, as you said, is a day which is known for its its horrible history and for uh, uh, its basic sadness. But Tisha B'Av has in front of it, not behind it, but actually in front of it, an, a, a, a beautiful dichotomy, and that is that while we mourn on Tisha B'Av. We do not say tachanun. We do not say the the prayers that are normally associated with sinning, with asking forgiveness for our sins and and attempting to witness our own our own sins. But it's a day when we respect it as a as a as a holiday where we do not say tachanun because it has the aspect of um, uh, uh, gula as an integral part of it. It's not just the fasting. The gula's the redemption. In the Talmud, there's a story about Tisha B'Av of, the, of Rabbi Akiva and other giants going that day to the, to the, to the Temple Mount and they see a fox, fox. coming out of yeah. the place where the Holy of Holy was and they're all fall down crying 
and Rabbi Akiva laughs. Right. And they said, well, why are you laughing? He says, because this is the reality. The reality is that from the ashes, we will rise, and this is God's sign that, it, that, that, that that is the case, which is exactly what you were saying. That just as the sad prophecies are coming to be, are realizing itself, so will the happy uh, prophecies, where you'll see children once again playing in the streets of Jerusalem, and, and yes, it was and, beautiful. And the two are totally interwoven. There's no separation between the two. That's beautiful. And I'm just in the process of writing a, uh, I'm completing, I'm in the process of completing a, a book about the, what's called in English, unfortunately, the Book of Lamentations, which is a, a horrible mis, uh, misconstruing of the name of the uh, of the book, but uh, 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 it's called Migilat Echan in Hebrew, and, and it's not about Lamentations, that's the, yes, that's the whole point of the book is, is missed if you call it Lamentations. The point of the book is actually the, the Gu'ula, the, the, the final process, and not the roadmap towards it. Okay, we'll be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Shalom, this is Nadia Matar from the Sovereignty Movement. At a time when there is so much disinformation, you have to know who to listen to to know what really is going on in Israel. Israel News Talk Radio is the radio where you can know that what you hear is the truth. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. In a time where feelings have become fact, where rational thought and common sense has disappeared, one man stands above it all. I'm Howie Sobaker, your political hitman. Political Hitman airs every Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. North American Time, 7 a.m. Israeli Time, only on Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom, I'm Leah Aharoni. Join me on my show, News from the Torah. Each Sunday, we'll use the weekly Torah portion as a prism for understanding the news today. Listen to News from the Torah to gain clarity about the times we're living in and to understand your own spiritual path in the process. News from the Torah, every Sunday on Israel News Talk Radio. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on Israel News Talk Radio, and we are speaking with Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. We are talking about the revealed miracle that took place over the weekend with the mini-war in Gaza with the Islamic uh, Jihad, and how after around 1,100 rockets and missiles on the Israeli population on our heads. Not one building came down, not one death. Boy, you know, they must have been so flunked out, (laughs) the terrorists there after trying so hard. But God has an umbrella of love above us, protecting the people of Israel and the land of Israel. We saw it revealed miracle, and we are advertising this miracle. We are going to be talking with Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem about the Ukraine, the EU, and Taiwan, Al-Qaeda, and why is this recession that we're seeing different? All right, so Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, continue where you left off. Okay, uh, we've actually already spoken about Al-Qaeda. That's, uh, we just sort of jumped that forward because it, 
it matches what we were talking about before. Okay. So, so let's uh, let, let's talk about some of the other things. I, I, as, as people are aware, I, I, I speak all the time about how this world is becoming increasingly complex all the time. How simply reading the news is is no longer sufficient. One has to have some background. One needs to perceive the the, the implications of events. No event is uh, 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 is disconnected today. Not even those that appear at first glance trivial. Um, all global events that we that we perceive today have second and third level effects. We need to be aware of that because that that goes directly to our pocketbooks, and that's what people in the long run. That's what one of the things, at least, that people are constantly uh, um, um, being forced to be aware of, even if they don't want to. Even rich people are aware of things like um, uh, economic problems. By the way. Um, people need to be aware that um, the, um, uh, the the American government, along with the so-called G7, the, the their six allies, uh, uh, economic allies, launched an initiative recently, um, which is sort of a, a replacement for the so-called Build Back Better uh, initiative. It's basically the the, the same thing in a, in, a, in a different dress. Um, where they talk about four categories of investment, and they're intending to invest $600 billion in this, $300 billion from the American taxpayer, taxpayer pardon me, and $300 billion from the others, the other six. And they want to uh, uh, invest in, in renewable energy, in digital connectivity, in healthcare and in something that they call gender equality, whatever that might be. I'm not really certain what that means. Uh, uh, um, they're, they're talking about some sort of public and private sourcing of the of the of the funding. Now, and they they they're claiming that this is a counter to China's Belt and Road Initiative. But people need to be aware, China in their Belt and Road Initiative has already signed over 300. Uh, agreements, and this is just beginning. This G7 initiative. China already has over 300 agreements already signed. They have already invested well over a trillion dollars, and they're still going strong. So whether this thing is going to work or not, I'm not sure. Neither is, neither is anyone else. What we are sure is that uh, uh, spending uh, 300 billion dollars on uh, um, Foreign infrastructure, when all of American infrastructure is in a horrible state of disrepair and crumbling, might not be the best thing to do when, in America today, bread lines are growing around the, around the block in every, in every city in, in the United States. So that's just a question of being informed, as I said. Um, people need to be aware that this is something that Biden has initiated. It's not clear if it will pass in Congress. Um, personally, I hope it doesn't because it will be bad for the United States and bad for the world. It's not a good idea and it's badly organized as usual with Biden. Hmm. Let's go to the next topic. Okay. Um, we need to compare what's happening in Ukraine and what's happening in Taiwan. Everyone in the news is talking about the two. Um, very few are talking about what they what really matters in terms of 
how one matters to the other. So let's begin with the very uh, uh, most basic thing. Um, weapon systems that were already purchased by Taiwan and paid for by Taiwan have been shipped to Ukraine. And much of this weaponry that was shipped to Ukraine has been sold on the dark web black market to simply pad the pockets of nice people like Zelensky and his um, oligarch cronies. I understand that a whole bunch of these oligarchs in Ukraine are buying multi-million dollar properties in Switzerland for themselves. And I don't know any government workers, even if they're ministers that make multi-million dollars a year, that they can be able to afford something like that. Yeah, well, most of these oligarchs are not from the government, except for Zelensky himself. But I mean, most of them are, are, are people in business uh, who have made money in all sorts of different ways. But these people legal, are know, government workers people. that were Sorry? buying. These people, I understand, were government workers that, that are buying up uh, homes there in, uh, in Switzerland. And I think it's with cash as well. I have to go check on that, but I think well, that they're in buying cash. In 2015, the EU issued a report that called Ukraine the most corrupt nation in Europe and one of the most corrupt in the world. Um, I don't believe anything has changed since that. Remember, Ukraine had a democratically elected government that was overthrown by the United States State, Depart- State Department, the so-called color revolution. The, uh, the, the fellow that was not a nice person. I mean, I, I, I don't think he was a nice person. He, 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 but he was democratically elected, and, and everybody agreed that that election was a fair and legal election. But the State Department decided to overthrow him, and they brought in some jerk. And then that jerk was replaced by a bigger jerk by the name of Zelensky, both of whom were puppets by uh, puppets of the of the American State Department. Um, uh, uh, um, and when the Americans overthrew the the uh, elected government of Ukraine, basically Russia's um, uh, uh, reaction was, "Okay, that that's what that's what you want to do. Fine, we'll take we'll take Crimea." Now it's your move. Hmm. So the Russia—that's that's why Russia took Crimea in 2015. Um, so the, this war has been going on for a long time. It's incorrect to say that it has been going on since February. It's been going on for many years now. Um, uh, it, it was initiated by Obama, Biden, not by Biden himself, or by himself, whatever you call it. Um, we need to be aware that. One of the results of what's going on right now is that the uh, um, uh, uh, these weapon systems that were sent to Ukraine were sent from the storehouses of the U.S. military, which means that the U.S. military today is basically out of ammunition on all of these sophisticated systems, like, for instance, the Javelin and etc., um, which is great for the um, for the. Uh, American oligarchs who uh, uh, control companies like uh, Raytheon. Oh, I said Raytheon. Isn't it, isn't Raytheon, Raytheon. Where, 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 where did we hear Raytheon? Oh, that's right. The, uh, the, the, the U.S. Secretary of Defense. He was a former, one of the former heads of Raytheon. Hmm. Isn't that shocking? Hmm. So um, uh, th- this, is this, 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 this little, this little um, convenient war is um, uh, providing a great deal of... Uh, of, uh, of funding for all of uh, 
uh, uh, Biden's fundraisers, funders. Um, we need to be aware of what's going on here. This is one war. It's making a lot of headlines, but it's only one war. There are now, right now, on the planet, about 37 wars going on. Um, Name some of them. Okay, the war in Yemen. In a, there's a war in Afghanistan, a war in Ethiopia, or Tigra. Uh, there's a war on uh, a flare-up, a new flare-up of war in Nagorno-Karabakh, the uh, uh, Armenia-Azerbaijan uh, area. Um, uh, 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 the list is long. Um, but the ones that I've just mentioned are the, the more major wars. In other words, wars with well over 10,000 dead people. There are also 12 minor wars with under 10,000 deaths. Minor, I'm sorry. You, that, that's not my phraseology. I apologize for that. Um, you need to be aware that Biden's people, Biden's maladministration is working very hard to foment wars across the world. That was the purpose of this utterly ridiculous trip by uh, the old hag. Um, um, the old hag who my friend calls Piglosi, and I'll just call her Pelosi, but um, um, uh, 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 the purpose was to foment the war between China and Taiwan to heat her up, and that and she did that very well. Well, she certainly she on this trip when she visited, and they, they specifically said don't do it because it could cause something like you know it could go to god forbid war they didn't say in those words but they um and she did it anyway you have to wonder if that was purposely you have to wonder that so you have to well let's put it this way once she announced it kowtowing to the bullying of of china and not going was then impossible so in that sense it was okay all right. Well, we're going to go to a break. We're going to be right back after this. Again, we are live. If you're listening on a special time where we broke into a broadcast, it is between 12 to 1 p.m. Israel time. We'll be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. One minute of Torah. This week we read the portion of Et Hanan, which means and he prayed, referring to Moses when he prayed to enter the land of Israel. His intense desire to enter Israel was not only for the sake of his own spiritual advancement, but for his people's as well. Moses was aware that with his entry into the land, he would be able to bring about the final redemption for all times. So what went wrong? Why didn't God let him in? God did not allow Moses' entry into Israel because he did not want the world to be redeemed through the work and prayers of only one man. In the Messianic era, all of humanity will experience redemption and the revelation and knowledge of God. Thus, all of humanity, every man, woman, and child, must be involved in its arrival. Maimonides instructs us to view the world as an equally balanced scale of good and bad. Any action we do tips the scales for the entire world. So what are you waiting for? The entire world is waiting for your act of goodness or kindness in order to usher in the era of redemption and bring everlasting peace for us all. With your Iron Chairman of Torah, this is Chabad Zekavich.
We are back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. This is a special broadcast where we broke into our live stream, and we wanted to give you an update and a rundown of what uh, was happening in Israel over the long weekend of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We are presently at a supposed ceasefire with the Islamic Jihad in Gaza, the terrorists there. And uh, 1,100 missiles raining down on Israeli population centers, not one building down, not one death. It must have really disappointed the terrorists, but we have an umbrella of God protecting us here in the land of Israel for the Jewish people. This was a miracle, a revealed miracle. If you don't see it, open your eyes and, and, and acknowledge it. it. This was just fantastic. We're talking about uh, all of these things as well as things going on ar- around the world, the Ukraine, uh, the U- European Union and Taiwan, Al-Qaeda we talked about, and why is this recession different than others. So Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, in this last segment that we have, and by the way, I want to remind everybody, if you're listening in right now, and it's uh, off time, off schedule this show, but if you happen to be listening on Monday, between 12 to 1 p.m. That means that we are live and you can call in and weigh in on the issues that we're talking about or ask a question about something that we're talking about. Our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. On the top of the homepage, our numbers are there. You can call in if you are listening Israel time between 12 to 1 p.m. or if it's uh, U.S. time, I think it's like like 5.30 in the morning or something. (laughs) Okay, if you're an early out, if you're a early owl, morning owl, you can call in. All right, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. Okay, uh, 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 this um, conflict, this small, I don't know, I don't know the right word to use, like, I'm I'm reticent to to call it minor because people were killed and it's never minor if people die. But but I would expect within the coming months to see a major crisis in the Middle East might be a kinetic crisis and might not, but I would expect to see within the coming months a very major crisis, major in the sense of global uh, reproductions, uh, repercussions, pardon me. Are you talking about Iran and uh, nuclear war? I'm not, I'm not being specific right now. I'm talking about a major conflict of some sort, a major crisis of some sort. It might be kinetic, it might not. All right, you'll leave us in mystery. All right. I will leave you in mystery intentionally at this point. Okay. Um, the, the, uh, 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 um, uh, remember that what's happening with China right now in Taiwan, there is an election coming up in, 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 in China. Xi very much wants to be elected, re-elected uh, for a third term and to, for this term to be um, uh, a lifetime term. He wants to be the equivalent of Mao Zedong. Um, uh, 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 that's his thing. Remember that we've talked about this in, in previously. Um, if China is to reintegrate Taiwan in their terminology or integrate Taiwan in different terminology, I won't go into the uh, pros and cons of that of the of the terminology at the moment. Remember that we've we've spoken in the past that. His window of opportunity is closing because of demography. Basically, in five years, there will not be sufficient young people for him to have a, 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 a significant army any longer. China is the fastest aging population on the planet right now. 
even faster than Japan, which used to be, have that dubious title. Hmm. China is by far the fastest aging population. Um, recently, they have published new demographic corrections in which they uh, um, admit to have overestimated their population by well over 100 million people. Hmm. So China is shrinking, not growing in every demographic sense. Not only is it shrinking in that sense, demographically, but there is an enormous gender imbalance in China because uh, 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 because of the one-child policy that was uh, uh, um, that was uh, um, in effect until a few years ago. The result of that, one of the results of that, was that uh, there was a large spate of abortions of female uh, fetuses. So there's a vast deficit of females in China. There are more than 30 million young men who lack a mate. So they take from other nations. They're going to go into Taiwan now, maybe, and maybe they'll take... Well, that won't work, because Taiwan does not have a great, uh, a great large population. It has a total of 23 million population. That includes old men and little children. So that, that's, that's far from what's going to solve the problem. Uh, they're, 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 basically, there's, no one, there's nowhere for them to get additional population from because the Han Chinese are, um, how should I phrase this politely, very, very closed in terms of uh, uh, what's called racial mixing. It's not, you're not supposed to say that today. The left doesn't like it if you, if you admit that, uh, that uh, China is the most racist country in the world today. Um, but we need to look at what's going on with the EU is in parallel with that, the EU, uh, uh, like NATO, is trying to grow for some unbelievably stupid reasons. Um, I do not expect the EU to persist in its present form for another 30 months. 30 months is about two and a half years. Within the period of two and a half years, I expect some things to change there, maybe be something similar to Brexit, maybe some other form of things. Just as an example, the EU is now demanding from Finland that they change all of their railroad tracks because the Finnish railroads are 88 millimeters broader than the EU railroads, hmm. which creates enormous logistical problems, of course. And the same problem, uh, by the way, is with, with Ukraine. They're also 88 millimeters broader. Um, the EU has enormous problems. They have not their, their, their economy has not grown significantly for decades. I mentioned this before. When the European uh, 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 first came up with the idea of the Union, they controlled a third of the, of the world GDP. It is now below 10%. The EU is dying. Um and I mentioned last week that um, uh, what they did with the with Ukrainian grain, which is just totally, totally sho uh, shocking and, and, and disgusting. But let's go on from that. I, I want to remind people, by the way, just as a, a as an aside, that if anyone is interested, uh, I, I do write up notes before we speak each week. And if anyone is interested in the in the in the in the uh, file of these notes, it's just a very simple. Um, uh, uh, text files, not even in words, so anybody can anybody can receive it if they want. Let me know, 
and I can send it to you. I have, I, I usually retain about four months. Very nice. All right. Um, and let's go to uh, 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 our last topic, essentially, about the recession. Um, there's a lot of debate about the recession. Um, uh, is it a recession? Is it not? Uh, is the, uh, 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 the existing definition of recession, that is two quarters of negative GDP growth or GDP shrinkage, is that a reasonable uh, definition? So let's just review a few items here. And, and uh, 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 the point of this is to say, why is this, if it is indeed a recession, why this recession is different from other recessions that we have seen over the past century or so. Um, so first of all, the reason given usually why this may not be a recession is the unemployment statistics. And the unemployment statistics appear to be very positive, very, uh, uh, very, very good numbers. However, there's a major problem with that that is hidden. And it may or may not affect it. We do not know at this point how this affects things. It appears to have an effect. We do not know if this is correct. The unemployment figure reflects the number of people requesting work. It does not reflect the number of people who have left the workforce. And over the past Two years of the, the, the time of the corona uh, 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 war, if you want to call it that, um, many tens of millions of people, particularly in Western Europe, United States, Canada, uh, and etc., have simply left the workforce permanently. In parallel with that, we're also in the midst right now of massive retirement of the baby boomers, the largest uh, um, uh, uh, generation in the history of mankind. Um, so, Mordecai, I want you to explain how people leave the workforce and can still survive. Well, there are many different ways to do that. Some of them might be, for instance, to uh, 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 live off their savings or live off um, uh, 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 um, uh, sort of small cottage industries, things that they can do at home. Some people just do things that are what we call in in, 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 in in most of the rest of the world outside the United States the black economy, in other words, economy that's sort of hidden and under and under the under, uh, not uh, not under the uh, scope of of government approval. Um, so you can make a little bit of money enough to get by, and et cetera, et cetera. There are all sorts of ways of doing it. A lot of people just have devoted themselves, for instance, to um, their investment portfolios. Um, with varying degrees of success. Uh, and there are also, again, there are many ways that people, that people can do that. Okay. Um, we need to understand what are the differences. So I, I mentioned the idea of the unemployment statistics, which are problematical. We do not know what they really mean. I'm not, I'm not voicing an opinion about them. I'm saying it is not known yet. The first major difference, there are four major differences that we need to be aware of. The first major difference is that in under two years, the Federal Reserve System, and as I said before, it is neither federal nor reserve, the Federal Reserve System has injected $6.3 trillion of liquidity, of new money, of new invented cash into the system on top of 18 years of over-liquidity, what's called 
what was called uh, quantitative easing to keep the party going for those in the inn. Never in the history of mankind has so much cash been uh, invented at one time. It's totally unprecedented. We do not know what that means. We know that this is enormously inflationary. We know that just this past, in the past few days, the Congress passed another law with another additional hundreds of billions of dollars in spending. We don't know what the real long-term effects of this is going to be. It is clearly inflationary. We're already seeing that. We do not know to what extent. We do not know to what period of time. Does that have anything to do with a lot of countries now eliminating the use of cash and or limiting the use of cash? Oh, it's directly related to that. I mean, uh, 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 um, uh, the only way to to counter that is by uh, um, uh, uh, reabsorbing some of that cash that's been that's been created. So one of the ways of doing that, for instance, is to uh, uh, have tighter control of how people spend their money. Remember, inflation means that money that you had is valued less. So it's a form of tax. All inflation is in the, in, 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 on, the, on the immediate scale is a form of tax. It always is. question is, how long does it last and how deep does it go? The second difference between this and this re, uh, uh, recession and previous recessions is basically two items which are intimately connected, social media and legacy media. In other words, never before in the history of mankind have we seen things like uh, 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 Facebook, Twitter, and uh, etc., and all the various names of these things. We do not know the long-term effects of these things. My personal view of them and I emphasize this is my personal opinion. Everyone can disagree with that if they like. My personal opinion is that these social media are horrible, have done enormous damage to humanity, to society, and eventually will be outlawed. But that eventually may be decades away. Really? Yes. But you mean you... you, you, you you, you think that, that they're good for humanity? I don't know. I've never thought about it before. I'd have to think about that. Look at the pros and cons. And there are definitely pros and there are definitely cons. But to outlaw it, I, I, to, so then, the, you know, one of the positive things, and it could be negative at, at the same time, is that it's connecting people from all over the world that would never be able to be connected before, wouldn't even know about each other, wouldn't have the support that they get from each other. I just, I just trying to imagine how they could roll that back. Well, uh, first of all, one way to roll it back might be to come up with a better model. Social media as it exists today, and it's just as an observer, um, tends to enhance every uh, uh, um, instance of extremism. It has a, a, an effect on society of making every extreme much more extreme. And that's very prob- problematical. For the health of society, I'm not talking about anything else right at the moment. Uh, I, I believe that something has to be radically changed, and this radical change is going to happen I believe, much sooner than people expect. 
Okay, the I'm going to have to chew on that for a while. Go ahead. Okay. The third difference is that America at this point in time, listen very carefully to what I'm saying because it's shocking. America is involved in a war on five fronts. Never in the history of mankind has that happened before, that a major empire was involved in a five-front war. And those are? Oh, uh, Ukraine, Taiwan, Iran, Latin America, and internal. Remember, um, in the worst year of the Afghan war, there were about 4,000 American, Americans killed. In 2022, there are about 4,000 Americans killed every month inside the United States. And I'm not talking about drugs, I'm talking about guns only. Violent deaths. And if that's not a war, then, Af- then Afghanistan was not a war either. But it doesn't seem like anyone's fighting that war. Oh, everybody's fighting it. There's nobody's, but nobody's, no, nobody's winning. Everybody is losing. You think that's they're fighting that war in with with all the the deaths in Chicago and etc. Oh, absolutely, it's a civil war. There aren't, the, the, the mistake that, that if, pardon me, the mistake that I believe that you're making is that you're looking for sides. There are no sides here. There are not two sides. There are not three sides. There are not twenty three sides. A war with no, no sides. sides. Just everybody's killing everybody else. A war with no sides. That's what's happening in America right now. And that's just, that's just the, the, the gun violence. What about the drugs? What about a lot of other things that are killing people? Uh, China is clearly at war with the United States. They're killing over 100,000 Americans every year with fentanyl. 100,000 dead is not war. I would call it more a, a, a tactic, but I'm listening to you. Well, the Chinese call it war. Okay. In Chinese military doctrine, they call it war. In writing. This is a, a, a book that is publicly available, translated into English, Chinese military doctrine. They call it war. Hmm. And, of course, the fourth aspect that differentiates, differentiates this recession from past recessions is the total crumbling of Infrastructure all across the United States, whether it be roads, bridges, everything, all infrastructure is in a horrible state of disrepair. The funding for for repairing it has been allocated and not a single dollar of that has gone to actual infrastructure. Trillions of dollars have been allocated to infrastructure repair at the beginning of the Biden, uh, at the beginning of the Biden debacle. Not one dollar of that has gone to actual repairing of infrastructure. There are also some, 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 some subsidiary reasons. Pardon me for my uh, problem with the uh, pronunciation there. There are a few subsidiary uh, uh, reasons which make a difference that are not central as these, these other four were. For instance, ubiquitous surveillance state. Unprecedented. It's never happened before. Surveillance state includes... Uh, 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 not just cameras, but um, um, uh, other types of surveillance. For instance, uh, 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 listening devices, uh, 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 listening structures within social media. Another problem with social media is that all these things that you talk about connection, 
also mean that anybody can listen to it. And anybody is not necessarily those that you, that you desire. Uh, a breakdown of trust. This is enormous. The breakdown of trust and trust in science, trust in medicine, in police, in prosecution, in courts. There was a, a, a fascinating case just last week where some moron, jerk, idiot, um, donkey, whatever you want to call him, in, in France, published a piece, uh, a, a picture on his Twitter account of a uh, 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 a photograph from the uh, uh, the Webb telescope of Alpha, of uh, 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 Prima Centauri, and it later turned out that he simply photographed uh, the cut end of a piece of sausage. <laughs> Does anybody really believe scientists anymore? I'm a scientist. I have a problem with that. Well, ever since the COVID scare, I don't. Uh... Precisely. I don't trust the science. (laughs) Well, whether you agree with that with Fauci or not, it is clearly it is clear that the public views it askance, views it as unreliable. Even if you tend to agree or tend to believe Fauci, there's so much to disbelieve in all that. There's so many clear lies and so many clear instances of when. A disagrees with B, and they both claim to have the same data. Another fascinating instance, um, the the Great Barrier Reef in in Australia. For years we've been hearing it. Obama himself went there to talk about it, that the Great Barrier Reef is is dying because it was turning white. They called it bleaching. Now it turns out that bleaching is necessary for the growth of the Barrier Reef, and the Barrier Reef is bigger and healthier than it's ever been in the past. But, of course, mainstream media doesn't talk about the recovery or the so-called recovery. They only talk about the lie. And, of course, the, 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 the last well, thing corruption. that I mentioned, uh, and this is just so, to so close things up, um, the uh, 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 COVID war caused enormous destruction all, all across the United States of small and medium-sized businesses. Occupancy rates today in are averaging in every major population center of the United States 40%. Not vacancy rates, occupancy rates. Vacancy is 60%. In New York, it's already 35%. This is an economic catastrophe of unprecedented proportions because one of the major investment areas is always real estate. Well, if real estate is going down the drain, which Business real estate appears to be very big, very much in trouble. What's next? These are the differences between the present recession. Again, whether it is officially a recession or not, I'm not voicing my, my, my opinion. I'm not, uh, um, my personal opinion is known. I believe it is a recession, but that's not important. That's neither here nor there. These are the differences between what we're seeing today and what has been the state historically. Okay, so if you're done, I'd like you to sum everything up now in a, now that we have all this information, what are we supposed to do with it? Well, uh, uh, it depends on what, what level you're talking about. Are you talking about people in their, in their personal um, investment portfolios? That's a very complex uh, 
question. I, I, I can't really answer it. Right. Um, you, you don't like to do that because you're not a financial advisor and everyone's really have to be responsible. No, not only that, but I, you know, it, it has to be tailored for each person, for each, for each person's situation. I can't mm-hmm. tell people right. uh, 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 just in general, you know, invest in gold. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's suitable for somebody and not suitable for somebody else. And it's not, mm-hmm. you can't make a generalized statement like that. I've said some things in the past. I've said, uh, Make certain that you're that you you've divested yourself, and you have multiple currencies. Don't keep everything in dollars, and certainly don't keep everything in the major banks. These are clear, high-level risks. Yeah, you know, I just saw some article where this woman was in in Ireland was uh, went to her bank to try to get cash her her cash her money out of the bank, and she couldn't get her money out of the bank. And uh, she was asking if anybody else is experiencing this too. She doesn't know what to do. Um, it's worrisome. You have to consider the fact that there may come a time where you will not be able to get your money out of the bank. You have to consider that. And, can, and you have to think of uh, what you should be doing about that. Go ahead. That's what happened in 1930 when the banks collapsed. The first thing they did was, was prevent people from getting their own money. It happened during Corona. Yes, of course. <laughs> we can go much earlier. It, it, it happened in Canada just a few months ago. So people should, you know, understand that and don't put your, don't paint yourself into a corner uh, where you are going to be stuck because you trusted the system. The system is breaking down, and I'm not saying this happily. I'm just saying it as what I am witnessing, what I'm seeing, what you sh- you should be seeing, and you should take precautions to have something, you know, to prepare for it. In just in case, hopefully this won't happen, but just in case that you are not you have not painted yourself into a corner that you have some cash with you. Um, you have to decide how much you want to take the chance to hold on your own that you don't get robbed or anything like that. But, uh, well, there are ways of doing that, but the point is to be diverse. Don't have everything in one, in one pocket. Keep um, yourself diverse. Keep yourself flexible. This is, these are things that always make options. Anybody. For yourself, Without always make options. How you want to invest or what you want to invest in. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we before we go and say goodbye? No, I think that's about it. Okay. So, uh, everybody, if you have any comments, you can feel free to write uh, myself and I'll forward any emails if you like to Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. Uh, you can write me at Tamar, T A M A R at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Again, that's T-A-M-A-R at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. You've been listening to the Tamar Yonah Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com with a special broadcast where we broke into our live stream in order to give you the rundown of what Israelis experienced in this uh, last mini-war with Gaza over the weekend, a revealed miracle. Thank you, God. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you for taking care of us and protecting us. Be well, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai ben Thank you. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us. 
by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 